0: In the name of the and Father, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. It's always an exciting reading to make sure we get through all those names, with only mispronouncing several of them. Deacon John, I did get them all. I did to hear them all correctly. Zerubba-ba-ba-bubble. That happened one time. In reviewing this text every year. Um, Kind of my mind went from the beginning to the end. Uh, from the creation all the way to uh, Christ coming again. So let me kind of take you through my own journey this week as I went through this text and began to think about uh, what to say, what to preach on. We, we enter this uh, day with the genealogy of Christ, uh, this, this lineage that shows that he's truly man, that he has a human lineage. He just isn't a God that just appears out of, uh, out of heaven to us. He actually comes to us in, in our form. And so we begin to see this, this sense of great humility, this emptying of himself, this coming to man. Uh, and in the genealogy, it's uh, you would think that God would choose and develop a genealogy that was like perfect. It's not that at all. It's, 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 it's just, it's a sad one in many ways. Uh, we see that uh, in it we have... Righteous, Righteous kings, kings, and we have and unrighteous kings. kings. Of the 20 kings that are mentioned, only 8 of them are good. Only 8 are good. And then we have the, uh, the wickedness uh, even of one of the great kings, uh, King David, who fell to uh, adultery and murder. We even have his, uh, his wife in there, the wife of Uriah. Uriah was the one that David killed. And so we see this this sense of the Lord took on all of this stuff. He took on all the goodness, all the wickedness, all the good kings, all the bad kings. He took on everything onto himself and in that became man. He accepted all of the good and the bad and the ugly of humanity should have a little song. Everything, every bit of it, he took on himself. himself. And then when he becomes man, even then, he's not accepted. After all of this, all of this journey, all of this taking on himself, he's not accepted by his own. We hear from uh, uh, David... uh, from, uh, from, uh, in the Gospel of John, he takes uh, all this stuff upon us and he came to his own, yet his own did not receive him. So he even accepts our rejection. He accepts, after taking on all of humanity, he accepts even rejection. Why? 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 That's an incredible thing for God to do. Why did God do that? Because he wants to save you. Because he wants to save you. This was all about about you. It's all about each one of you. Each one of his creation. He took all this on himself because he wanted to save you. That's such a beautiful thing for us to to understand and comprehend. Uh, He took on our sorrow so that he could give us joy. He took on our poverty so he could make us rich. He took on our pain so he could be our comfort. He took upon our sin and through repentance cleanses us. He took upon himself our corruption so he could make us worthy of incorruption. He took upon himself death so he could give us life. All of this is gone for you, for me. So I would say this is the beginning of a pretty good Christmas present. This is the first little thing he puts in the present. He took on all of it. All the good, the bad, and the ugly of life he took on for your salvation. For you. For you. And then he says in John, we'll go to the Gospel of John. But as many as receive him, to them he gave them the right To become the children of God. You know, if you could say something about yourself that would be incredibly powerful to overcome any accusation, any uh, threat of an enemy, anything that would, would tear you down in any way, there's one thing you could say about yourself that will stand up against anything. You're a child of God. Say it. I'm a child of God. One more time. I'm a child of God. You know, we struggle with self-esteem. We try to find it in so many different places in life. You know where it's found? Right there. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. God calls you his child. Your your son. I'm your son. You're my son. You're my daughter. I will take care of you forever. No ifs, ands, or buts. Nothing will get in the way of this relationship. I'm a child of God. One way to overcome poor self-esteem. I'm a child of God. Thanks be to God. You know, because this world disappoints us. People in this world disappoint us. Have you ever been disappointed by somebody in this world? Yeah. It's very disappointing sometimes. But what is the bottom line? I'm a child of God. Never disappoints us. Very important for us to hold on to that. And so we come to this place and it says, even those, St. John says, even those who believe in his name this sense of God's name is so important to us. You know that name, Christ, stands up against everything. There's not there's not one thing that the name of God, God the name of Jesus Christ, Son of God, cannot stand up against. Not one thought, not one uh, 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 attack of the of the evil one. Nothing. That name stands up. That, sta- that name stands up against everything. I'd encourage you to use it. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, help me. You see, sometimes we have to repeat it many times, but even in the repeating of that, it becomes a great weapon against the enemy, an incredible weapon against the enemy. You know, I remember uh, Father Richard uh, years ago uh, when he was up in Sacramento, called me and says, Father Nicholas, I need to come and see you. I've discovered something. What he discovered was a Jesus prayer. He says, I need to see you. I need you, I need you to, we stayed at, in a hotel for a, a two days, and he went through all that, that he had learned about the Jesus. Christ. And in that, he said, this has saved my life. It saved my life. And I tell you, it, sa- it will save your life. Because there's, are you ever troubled by bad thoughts? Have you ever struggled with attentiveness? homilies Lord Jesus Christ son of God have mercy on me a sinner it focuses you it brings you back to the name above all names the power above all powers use it use that name it's it takes us to a place where we can just we can be lifted above the stuff of this life sometimes lifted above it so use it use that name St. John goes on to say, uh, and those who were born not of God, blood, nor, blood. nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So God calls us. This, this, We're here, not... We're here first because He called us to be here. It's His will that you're here. That's first. You love Him because He first loved you. He, it's his will that you're present here. That's a, that's a powerful thing. You know there was when I was growing up, there was a poster uh, recruiting people to come into the armed services. And it was a pickle. a pickle. It was a, It was a pickle. It was a picture of Uncle Sam, and he pointed his finger and he said, "I want you." And everywhere, everywhere he went. You went Away from that picture, those eyes sent him to go your way. You know, it was like, I want you. The Lord is saying, I want you. He doesn't say it the same way Uncle Sam says it. He says, I want you. I want you, Joseph. I want you, Cole. I want you. You too, John. I want you. I want you. We begin to think that. Think of that. God is saying, I want you. I'm calling you. It's my will that you're my child. Wow, that's a powerful thing to, to rest in a bit. You know, we sometimes, where am I in this life? And I'm kind of flying around and just not really anchored anywhere. God says, I want you. Be anchored in Christ. Be anchored, anchored in him. Because he wants you, it's His will that you're His child. That's very, very powerful and important for us. So as I began to journey a, a little bit farther along, I went to John 14, and the Lord's, and, and St. John says this, the Lord says to us, "Let not your heart be troubled. With all this information, let not your heart be troubled. Are you troubled? We come to a time of life, maybe where we are troubled a bit. The Lord says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. You know, we can look like Peter did at the Lord when he got out of the boat and started walking on the water. And when he kept his eyes on Christ, he stayed on the water. As soon as his eyes went off of God and looked down at the troubling waves, what did he do? He sank. Believe in God. Keep your eyes on Christ. If you look down and look at the troubles of this life, guess what's going to happen? Going to sink. You're going to sink. It's just what happens. The Lord says there's an alternative. You have an alternative. You don't need to look at the waves. You can look at me, focused on me. You know, it's interesting to me. I remember Mother Melania was doing a teaching where she said sin is a symptom. It's a symptom of not keeping your eyes on Christ. Because when our eyes are on Christ, we don't sin or we sin less. But when our eyes are not on Christ, we fall. We we stumble. So keep your eyes on Christ. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Keep your eyes on Christ. And then he goes on, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. So let me ask you this question. Is this your home? Is this it? Is this the end? Where's your home? It's up there. Actually, it's kind of right here. But This isn't the end. We, we get stuck here sometimes. We get stuck like this is it. And we get caught up in the stuff of this life. You know, all the good stuff you have, all the wonderful wonderful experiences you have have in this life is just a foretaste of everything that's going to be coming. It's just a foretaste. It's a small little taste. This is not your home. This is not your home. We need to understand that we're going somewhere else. We're headed to another place. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun. So no less days to sing God praise than when we first begun. We'll be there, 10,000 plus 10,000, plus 10,000. We may make it here, 50, 60, 70, 80. This is a temporary, you're renting, you're renters. You're just renters. And sometimes you don't pay your rent. God still forgives you. You're just renting. We have to get ourselves lifted off of this planet. Lifted up. That's why he came. That's why he took all this stuff on himself. So he could take you out of here. Lift you out of this life. I go to prepare a place for you. And then he, then he ends. ends. And I will come again. <laughs> and I'll come again and get you. I'll receive you to myself. After all of this, he takes on all the stuff, all the pain, the ugliness, the evilness of, of humanity, and he takes it on himself, even takes on rejection for our salvation. And then he gives us all of himself that we may live a life in this world attached to him, lifted above a bit of the struggles that we have, anticipating there's a better life to come, a glorious life to come, where all sickness, sorrow, sighing have fled away. In the sight of his countenance rejoices all the saints from all the ages. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. So I would say to you, Merry Christmas. That's a great Christmas present. That's a great Christmas present. So, Merry Christmas. God bless you.